And now, Wolf Bites Open Mic. The Bass Jackers. I just came home actually from tour. Hey guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. Wolf Bites DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, it's super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren. Now, Open Mic. DJ What The Heck here with you for this latest edition of Open Mic. Today, my guest is Zach Martino. Zach, thanks for coming on. Anytime, man. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Yeah, sure thing. So you're out of NYC, correct? Yep, Staten Island. So I gotta ask, do you have a favorite subway line? Because mine is the F. I got a hat, I got a shirt. Yeah, I mean, man, I honestly maybe have only took the subway once. Oh, okay. You know what it is? I'm in Staten Island. Right. So the only way to get into the city is either a bus or a ferry. Right. So, you know, there's never like an opportunity for me to actually go like on the ferry and go into the city and stuff. So usually we either just drive in or or we just take the bus in. But (laughs) yeah. Wow. So then have you ever taken a cab? Yeah, I took a cab. Okay. So cab or bus, which one would you prefer? Um... From Staten Island to, I, mean, I prefer a car over a bus any day because right. like I would hate to stand. Like, yeah, the whole yeah, time yeah, and all that. But definitely, you know, if it's going from A to B while I'm in the city, an Uber is is perfect. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So you've been uh, in NYC pretty much for a very long time and really based out of there, and you've been hitting the club yeah. scene since you were really young. Yeah, yeah. I um I got my start selling tickets for nightclubs when I was 13 years old. And I was the kid in high school. Uh, no, before high school, I was the kid in middle school who would have like the flyers and just throw them in the hallways and like everyone, hey, like you know, get your parents to drive you to Pasha, get your parents to drive you here, like. And then that's what I did, and that's how I met like a lot of the people that are like booking me now and stuff through you know being that you know like little promoter that would just go around selling tickets, and I used to have to sell tickets in order for me to play at the venues. So then I would do that. I think I got my, like, one of my first, like, ever performances was at Pasha back in, like, 2011. Um, before that, I was doing, like, local stuff here at the bars and everything. And I was always that, like, young, like, 13-year-old DJ that was in New York playing for, like, 18-plus nights. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, really, it was really cool growing up here and just being influenced by, like, the nightlife here. Right. So you were only 14 and being influenced by the nightlife. Did you have any DJ or artist inspiration when you were that young? Um... So I've been into music my whole life. I was a drummer since I was four years old. I was in drum school, so mm. I would go. To, I would go from regular school to my art school, and I was playing drums. Like I have my little drum set. Oh, nice! Right there. Nice. And I've been playing drums since I was since I was four years old, and when um, it came when I got to like thirteen years old, my friend introduced me to this uh, venue by my house called Roller Jam. And Roller Jam was like the Friday night spot, you know, from all like the kids our age, we would we would go roller skate and then we would also like, it's like teen dances. So it's just like everyone from school would hang out and stuff. And that's how I made like a lot of my friends back then. And the music that they would play there was just house music. Mm-hmm. So me, you know, growing up listening to Eminem and listening to, you know, all these rappers like Jay-Z, Man, I, the first CD I ever bought was like the Linkin Park Jay-Z uh, album. Mm-hmm. So I would, and then going from that, playing like R&B on my drums and rock music on my drums, I was like influenced by this house music and I was like, wow, what is this? And there's only one guy controlling 2,000 people right now? This is insane. So <laughs> after going to those like teen nights and I was like, okay, what do I do? And mind you, I had no money back then and I saw a flyer and it said, uh... 
something along the lines like um, get in for free, sell 10 tickets. So in my head, I'm like, wait, if I just bring 10 people to this venue, I won't have to pay the $20 cover. So I'm like, Let, let's do this. Like this, this is great. So then every, and then like, that's how I got my start. So I would just be like, Hey, like, you know, come out, come out, come out. But really I didn't have any money to go to these events. So I would just have to sell tickets in order for me to get in for free. And then I got my friends involved and that's how I basically got my start into like the house music stuff. And then um, eventually around like when I was 13, well, I was DJing first and then like off of CDs mm -hmm. and then I got my laptop. So I sold my drum set to get my laptop. So I think I sold it for like a thousand dollars and I got my first Mac. And that's how I started like Googling, like how do DJ, how to make music. Right. And then it all came together as like, okay, yeah, this is what I wanted to do. This is what I love. And I don't need a band. No, none of my friends wanted to be in a band with me because I was the only drummer in the whole school. Everyone was into sports. Mm -hmm. So that's basically how I did it. And that's how I started. Wow. Very awesome story. Yeah. And so all this time, do you ever go back to these places that you first started out at and yeah, well, unfortunately, Pasha closed down, mm -hmm. but I was able to play at one of their last events, and it was me and TJR back in early 2016, mm -hmm. I think it was, or late 2015, but it was not, not too, too long ago. And yeah, ever since then, like, um, Roller Gem, Roller Gem still exists now, and, you know, it's it's for the younger kids, it's more like for birthday parties there now, they don't, they don't do much uh, teen nights that I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, on a Saturday afternoon, like if anyone wants to go, let's let's go to roller jam, let's go roller skating, yeah. let's do it. I'm so I'm so down for that. <laughs> but um, yeah, that place was awesome, really really fun. Cool. A lot of memories, a lot of growing up. Oh yeah, for sure, there. for sure. So let's talk about your track, "Make Me Yours" with Borges. Hit 10 million streams on Spotify. Yeah, now I think we're at almost 15. Yeah, so it's it's continuing to go up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great track. I loved it. So what was it like working with Borges? It was awesome. It was awesome. We connected through a mutual friend, and um, I recently heard his song, Sweeter Without You, and mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this song is awesome. Like, I would love to play this out, but I, I think I can give it, like, a little bit more of a housey, housey remix to it. So I did that in, like, a day, and the next day I sent it back to him. I'm like, hey, like, what do you think about this? And then he was like, oh, man, it's so cool. Like, we should definitely work on some stuff. So um, at this time, I had the vocal for Make Me Yours. And I was like, man, like, I have this sitting around. Like, let's work on something. Let's, let's, try to, let's try to go back to both of our roots. And let's try to make, like, a progressive house record. Because, you know, recently, the industry, like, everyone's doing, like, future bass and going here, going there. So we just wanted to go back to, like, those 2014 vibes where straight up, like, progressive house music. And um, yeah, that's what that's that was the inspiration going into making make me yours. And so did make me yours really come out quickly? Was it done in like two days? Two days flat? Man, that's a crazy story. If you if you want to hear it, yeah, sure. All right, so this we made this song around EDC Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Borges had told me, man, I would love to premiere this song at EDC Las Vegas, and I never been there. So I'm like, man, that would be insane. And this is like, we just have a vocal laying around. We have no music. It's just like, oh, this would be so cool for everyone to sing along like crazy. The song was written by um, Hi-Fi and uh, Salty Dog Management. Mm -hmm. So like it was written, but all we had was like a little piano and a vocal. So I'm sitting here like, we're like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? So, um, so now it's, I want to say Friday. EDC is next Friday. So it's seven days. So Friday to Sunday and Monday, we're just getting over ideas. We're like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? 
Monday comes, um, we get we get something. The label loves it. Everyone's like, okay, let's finish it. So now we have contracts involved. It's now some people are out of the office. So now from Friday, now it's Wednesday, Thursday. I still don't have my plane booked. PDC <laughs> is not confirmed. I don't have my hotel, nothing. And all we know is that we have to play this at EDC. So now we finish the song and we're like, okay, it's done. You know, let's get it signed. So Armada loved it, but we needed contracts because how could we premiere a song without a release date or contract in play? So they were the out of the office until Friday morning. Friday morning, we get the okay, like, yeah, let's do it. It's, 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 it's a go. And then, and then I forgot what happened, but like, it was like Friday night and I'm like, oh my God, like, forget it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> we're not going. It's, it's canceled. Like, I can't, I can't make it. It's everything was so last minute. And then we get the email on Friday, like night, like book your flight right now. It's, it's a go. Wow. So Friday night around like 1am, I booked my flight to Vegas, me and my manager. And I think we got to Vegas around Saturday morning. Like we went, got it, booked it right away. So all day Saturday, no, we got to Saturday. We got there Saturday at, at in the morning. And then all day Saturday, we're like, oh my God, like, I can't believe we're here. Do you think it's still going to happen? Like, we still had doubts, even though we were in Vegas. And um, Sunday came and we premiered it. So the song was really written and everything from, let's say, Monday to Sunday. Like, got the idea, finished the song, signed the song, premiered it at EDC. So on that Monday, I think I slept for like 12 hours. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, that was a rush. Like, that whole week was just like a rush of is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? And yeah, I'm so excited. And we never look back. Like, like even now I'm like, usually if you rush a song like that, there's like things where you get, uh, I would have done this a little differently. And I'm just like, Oh, I, I like it. I think it came out just like how I wanted it to. So that was a lot more stressful than just selling some tickets at local clubs. Right. Oh yeah, dude. That was, Oh yeah. But <laughs> you know what? I, I, during that whole process, I'm like, man, th th everything was leading up to this. This is EDC. Like yeah. this is going to be, the most insane thing in the world and uh, yeah just looking up there was like a hundred thousand people there and i you know borges your props to him and he crushed it that day that was that was crazy i never even been to the west coast before so just being out there was just crazy and i was only there for a couple hours and then i had to leave yeah. so on monday i was just home like did that really just happen yesterday <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was wild man and another track of yours, Hold On To Me, just over a year ago, went to number one on USA Dance Charts. It was also up for Best Dance Recording at the Grammys, and for last yeah. year, it finished number four for our year-end countdown on our charts. What was making this track like? Yeah, so making um, Hold On To Me, um, it was written by my friend Lucas and sung by um, uh, Chandler. And I originally found the vocal in a sample pack. So, you know, when you're going through splice and stuff, you just hear a sound, and you're like, oh, this sound would be cool for a song. So I just based my whole song off of the vocal, the Hold On To Me, like, little hook. And then once it, once we released it and came out, like, we had to buy the rights to it, obviously. But once it came out, there was, like, a hundred different songs using this vocal. So I'm like, oh, man, like, that that sucks. Like, there's so many songs using the same, like, Hold On To Me hook. So I was like, but let's see, maybe mine would be different. Maybe, you know, they would like it and it would have a good reaction. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, we released it. And then later on, my friend um, Chandler, the, the girl 
uh, that sing the song, she was at the gym and she heard it on the on the throughout the gym. And she's like, "Wait, I think I released this song. I mean, I, I made the song." And then she contacted me, and then we became like friends after that. And it was crazy because like from the from the sample pack, like everything just just took off. And you know, even now, like I worked with the sample pack before, and just really good. And Lucas, me and him have a bunch of records that we have written together. So from that record, I made like a lot of new like relationships and stuff. Cool, cool, very cool. Um, you also have a, a couple relationships maybe with Armin Van Buren because you have a remix of his for Lonely For You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so was that was that like you're listening to this track and you're saying, I need to remix this? Or was this like, were you talking with Armin saying, hey, I got an idea for a remix for this track? Or Yeah, so um, Armin Van Buren recently just signed me to his record label mm-hmm. as like a main artist. And um, so the label... I'm like, oh man, I have to make a remix. And like, a lot of no pressure, you know, it's all good, it's all good. And um, so I made the remix for him. They wanted something a little bit more clubby, a little bit more, you know, full on the floor, just a little bit more energy and stuff. So I was like, all right, let me let me do it because I just um, I was working uh, like I switched my style a little bit. I've been doing a little bit more like future housey stuff, deep house stuff. So at this time, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take it in that direction and and see if they like it. If they don't. I'll go back to Progressive House. Like, I just want to make everyone happy. And, man, I made it, and, like, two days later, we get I get an email from Armin, like, yo, like, you know, I love this. Like, it's good. Like, let's let, like let's finish this up and, and put it out. So I was working with, you know, Misha, who is the A&R, and Michael and all of them. And yeah, we came to this final last version, and then that was that. Signed it, and we released it. And recently in Miami... He, so we were all at the same party together. It was the uh, iHeartRadio party. Mm-hmm. So I just went there. Um, I had to do an interview with iHeartRadio for, you know, just like in general, just talking about like what's been going on this year. And in walks Armin Van Buren. And we never met before. So we've been taught like in the talks and doing all this and this, but we never met in person. So when he walked in, I don't think he knew who I was because like <laughs> I don't really post my face much. I yeah, just like, yeah. you know, the, like, I just, I just don't do that. And um you know a bunch of djs swarm him and everyone's swarming him i'm like oh god you know what maybe i won't i won't even like i'll, I'll see him soon I think it's okay <laughs> like this is like the next day it came out so i'm like yeah you know he probably doesn't know who i am like it's whatever but um but so i i approached him because we have the same uh label rep so like he was there and you know he, he was like zach i want to introduce him so, okay yeah definitely so um right before armin went to go perform uh, I, I like the guy pulls aside and says, Armin, this is Zach. And then, yo, know, gives me like a big hug and was like, oh my God, like you crushed the remix. Like, uh, I'm so happy that, you know, you're a part of the family now and all this stuff. And it was just very humble. Like, he's just a very humble uh, guy in general. And um, yeah, I really like a genuine guy. And um, so I'm standing on the side and out of nowhere, he starts playing the remix on uh, all the people. So I'm like, oh shit, like that's mine. That's mine. <laughs> And um, all my friends were there. Like, this is, like, a bunch of people from Staten Island were in Miami. And they're like, yo, like, it's insane that he's playing your song right now. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to go up. I'm not going to go up. And then Armin, like, points to me and is like, yeah, come here, come here. So I was like, all right. (laughs) And then he, like, gives me, like, a really nice shout-out in front of everyone. It was just, like, one of the best moments of my life, man. Like, I looked up to Armin even back in 2008. And it was just, it's just, like, a full circle type thing for me. And just, you know, getting that support from him, it, it meant the world. It really did. Yeah, that must have been really, really exciting for you. I saw that post of yours on yeah. Instagram of you and him up there in Miami. That yeah, must have been man. really cool. 
it was it was awesome so i love i love like when these like spontaneous things happen and you know i always wanted to tell like young producers like just be out be present make yourself known you know be friends with everybody because like you know you have to put a face to the name and i'm realizing that now and just being just being present you know if there is an event in your area go there you know if you see a big dj coming to town go there m introduce yourself and you know you know maybe give a cd give a give a usb stick or something just you know that's that's the only way i feel you know it's more personal you go out you have a drink you you know you do that and it's just it's just a better way instead of like hey in the email hey this is my demo check it out right. more personal right gotcha Mood. been a long day i just want a glass of wine Mood. Take my clothes off, I just wanna clear my mind You, you sneak up on me from behind Put your hands over my eyes, yeah You take me from tired to talking From there we're kissing and touching I don't know how you do what you do Go from the couch to the kitchen You know what my body's missing I don't know how you do what you do I love the way you now let's talk about your latest track, which we just added today for our new music, is Mood oh, with you. Dyson. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, so I saw the music video out today, and New York City definitely has a, a feel for you in your music. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw the music video yeah. is really based out of NYC. Does this track kind of reflect on you as a person, as where you're coming from as a DJ? A hundred percent. So back, a lot of people don't know this. I I don't think I've ever said this in an interview before. Um, when I first started coming out, like when I was making, you know, when I was selling those tickets at 14 years old, I recently, I signed a record, like at that time, like I was working on my mom's work computer and the style of music that I was even performing back then was like tech house, techno, tribal house, deep house, like around 2008 to 2011, that's all I would, I would play. That's all I would make. And it was just little beats like that's it's, it's just like little kick drum snare hi-hat like that's all like what I loved and um, at that time playing at Pasha NYC like when I used to play the basement I would just play like techno and I, I grew up listening to techno I would listen to like um, you know Carl Cox Danny Teneglia Victor Calderon um, just like a bunch of those like you know real like New York City DJs and that's what I loved so going back with mood and this one, I wanted to still give that like pop, like Zach influence, how it has like the big vocal and all that. But I definitely wanted to go back to my root, roots with just like a kick, baseline, kind of have like that show me love, like like 2009 era vibe, kind of like Eric Murillo. Like that was where I wanted to take this record. And so the fact that, you know, the music video is based in New York City and it just came like full circle for me again from when I was younger till now. What was it like working with Dyson? Yo, she's awesome. She is super, super talented. Um, we met over Instagram DM, and ever since then, like we've just been like really close friends. We go back and forth a bunch. Like she has a lot of new music coming out, and we're just giving each other advice. And it's just really, really nice to have like support, like from like people like in this in this industry. She's had a bunch of bigger records. Like she's worked with um, like Loud Luxury. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Michael Woods. Like she's worked with. Like, I was a fan before we even worked on the song together. And I was like, wow, like, I can't believe I have a song with her. Like, this is amazing. And, yeah, Mood came about. She sent me a top line. She sent me a few of them, but nothing with, like, music. Like, there was a little bit of music done, but nothing like how the song is now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to work on this, I'm definitely taking this in that, like, that bassy vibe. Like, it needs that, like, real, like, 
New York City like house music vibe. So that's the way we took the record, and yeah, I'm I'm very happy with it. I, I, I this is one of my favorite records I've done. Nice, yeah. There's for me every time I go to New York City, and there's certain songs that just fit. And yeah. this one, seeing the music video especially, I loved it, and I was like, this this would definitely fit if I'm walking around NYC. It would definitely fit. I love the track. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So you got this new track out. Is there anything more new music coming on the way? More new collaborations? Anything to look forward to? Man, I haven't slept in like two months. There's just so much music coming out. I have such amazing collaborations with, you know, some people that, you know, we've even mentioned here. Um, it's just, it's been amazing, this journey. And um, the fact that I'm now working with the people I look up to and, you know, I feel finally like I'm becoming like, like a, like a coworker, you mm -hmm. know, not just like a fan, you know, still coming up. And it's, it's amazing that, you know, my work is speaking and my music is just, I guess generating like that's what I always wanted, and um, I'm just humble for it. Really, like like before I was re releasing my own stuff, I was making music for other people, and I don't. I never thought I was like good enough. Back in you know 2015 years, like 2015, I was maybe 18 years old out of high school. You know, it took me a long time like to really be comfortable releasing my own stuff, and um, yeah, now I'm just very happy. It's you know I, I grew a lot of like confident in it. And, and yeah, but so much music is coming. I think we have like 12 singles already finished that wow. are just being being like generated and, and worked out now. A bunch of new remixes. I actually have some that are coming out very soon. Um, what else? Yeah, just, just a bunch of new music. A lot of good collab uh, collaborations as well. Awesome. Well, I will be looking forward for when those come out. All of our listeners here on Wolf Bites will definitely be looking forward yeah. for when those come out. So, Zach, it's just about all the time we have. I can't thank you enough for joining me today. Of course, and of course, thank you so much for having me. That's Zach Martino. Zach, thanks for joining me. DJ What The Heck here, signing off, and we'll see you next time on Open Mic. Mm -hmm.